0: Hi friends and welcome to Live Life Well, the podcast. Our mission is to empower millennials to thrive and not just survive so that they can live a life full of purpose, joy and delight. My name is Amy and I'll be sharing the life-giving practices and lessons I've learned on this journey of failing forward. We'll be talking about how to balance your career, business and passions while maintaining your physical, mental and spiritual health. I'm dedicated to sharing from a place of authenticity, and I'm going to give you VIP access to my conversations with wise mentors and guests. My hope is that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have something you can apply to your life so that you can live it well. I hope this also just feels like we're sitting across from each other in a cafe over a nice cup of coffee or your favorite beverage and having a chat like old friends. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. Hi friends and welcome to episode 7 of Live Life Well, the podcast. We have taken a detour in the last two weeks outside of the series on the six dimensions of wellness to talk about a response towards the recent uprise and uproar, I should say, as a result of the death of George Floyd in the US and the response to the Black Lives Matter movement. And I just wanted to say thank you for your support in all of this. It is always a bit of a risk when you deviate from your initial plans, but I think that part of this ep- Part of the two episodes that we did, and also my heart kind of going forward, is that this podcast can be used as a tool for you to talk to your friends, to your family, to your colleagues about the issues that do arise in our society and in our communities as a whole. So we hope that it was just a starting point uh, to discuss these social justice issues. There are so many things that we could talk about going forward. And I do have um, an intention to weave these social justice issues into the podcast. So this is just really an FYI (laughs) that you might see us deviate a little bit from our series, our current series, um, just to kind of highlight a few different things um, and continue to give you Uh, resources so that you can live life well and live life on purpose with joy and delight. So that is um, my heart and the mission behind this podcast is to empower you to, uh, to live life well. And that's what we hope you were able to do as a result of the last two episodes. Now, before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to Give a few shout outs because we're almost two months into this podcast. Um, It's been, we released the very first episode on the 1st of May. We're getting into July shortly. And um, statistics always help me out a little bit in terms of understanding what what's been happening in terms of this podcast. So we've had about 534 downloads across seven platforms, mainly from Australia, but we've got a few listeners from overseas as well. So that's amazing. We have had 25 five star ratings on Apple podcasts, which is amazing for us a little podcast here in Melbourne, Australia and 12 really encouraging reviews And I just wanted to share one of these reviews with you as well, particularly if you're new to this podcast and kind of just checking us out. We have one from, I think this person is Emily, but it's E-M-L-W-H is the initials that they've put on the review on Apple Podcasts. Um, It's titled Raw and Authentic Life Experiences. I just recently discovered Live Life Well, the podcast, and I genuinely love what Amy shares. She is an incredible speaker. Thank you, Emily. Uh, Storyteller, and she shares her heart with such authenticity. The podcast talks about living a life full of purpose in joy and delight. It's mainly for millennials, but I think these are life advices that we can all apply to different stages of life and yes that's definitely true i think the real heart behind this as much as this is for millennials but you don't have to be a millennial in order to listen to this podcast i think it can help you at any stage of life and i'm hoping that this particular episode that we're about to jump into will do just that as well so thank you emily for sharing that and if you have been listening to this podcast and you have yet to leave a review we'd love to have your feedback um we're going to share something very special as well as we head into um, another month of these podcasts, but I'll get to that at the end. Firstly, though, I am really excited to share this next interview that I have uh, recorded. I actually recorded this interview Prior to COVID, so it was about the 25th of February or something along those lines, because I remember I was just in between jobs at the time, and I invited my friend Jonathan Chan over to uh, my home um, to record this interview with him. Um, The reason why I found this interview very insightful was because Jonathan was just on the brinks of starting his new business and you know uh he has described himself as a serial entrepreneur um and he's definitely someone who is very driven someone who is always kind of on wanting to do the next big thing and he is successful in doing that as well. So um, I wanted to talk to him about social wellness though. So this is kind of the topic of this episode is talking about how do we look after our social wellness in the midst of, you know, chasing our dreams and also, Um, building our careers how do we not neglect our closest relationships in um, the midst of all of that which I think is actually quite relevant because if in this time of COVID like at the time of this recording a lot of us have had to uh, isolate ourselves um, physically from the ones that we love from our loved ones from our friends because of the whole social distancing requirements and it can be Um, I know that a lot of people have struggled um, in terms of the social side of things. And we were obviously talking um, from a place that was slightly different Um, in a different time back in February. Um, So we didn't have to really consider like, how can we like still stay connected to people when we can't actually physically meet. But we thought that this would be, still a good podcast episode to release because we like Jonathan and I talk about some really good pointers when it comes to just um, looking after the relationships that we hold dear so we'll start I'll I'll let you (laughs) in on this conversation now and stop um, blabbing on but what I will do is join you at the other end of this interview that I have with John and we'll talk about some ways in which we can continue the conversation, which I'm really excited about. So without further ado, enjoy this chat that I had with Jonathan Chan. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Live Life Well, the podcast. As you know, my name is Amy, and today we are very excited to have our very first guest on the podcast so in the kind of order of how we're going to be sending out these podcasts um we this particular guest will probably not be our first but this is the first time we're recording with one mm-hmm. so it's very exciting and i would love to welcome john chan jonathan chan to the live life world well podcast
1: Hello, <laughs> okay. Hi everyone.
0: Glad to be here. Okay, so you might be wondering, who is this person? So let me just introduce you to John. So we were just discussing, I think we met probably back in 2014, yep. if this is the correct year that we're yep. thinking about. Um, and I have yeah known John kind of as a broker when he first started. Uh-huh. And that's, yeah, so it's been about six years uh-huh. that he's been um, running his own business, Livable uh-huh. Loans. Uh-huh. And he is actually about to start a new venture uh-huh. and something that I'm really excited to talk to him about. Um, so we'll get onto that. Did you want to add anything to that little intro before we get going
1: no nope. no
0: happy with that you're,
1: you're an awesome person i'm glad to be here and let's go
0: oh thank you john okay so first question that i'm asking all of my guests is knowing all that you know now what is the number one thing you would have told your 20 year old self
1: do not listen to your mother
0: oh wow okay i feel like that needs context <laughs> okay <laughs> so, why why would you say that to your 20 year old self
1: so um i f- i flip things for profit for a living like toy trains, whatever, right? Anything that has a margin, I'll, I, I want to make that margin. And I, I, I just remember doing it from when I was really, really young. And I remember when I was about 20, uh, I tried to do a little bit bigger. And my mom said, focus on studying. But here's the thing. When I look at it, like she told me what to do because it was all that she knew. And she was yeah. doing her best. I would have told my 20-year-old self to have a bit more courage. Okay. Um, to at least grow up a little bit faster, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Love you, mom. If you listen to this, I love you. I absolutely yeah. love you.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. He, he's very stressing on that. So there's a lot of love in the house. Um, so we're going to start with a little bit of your origin story, you could say. Um, so what kind of started you on this journey to say, shaping you to the person you are today? And I know that's a very big question. Uh, so kind of approach it however you like, really. Like if you want to start from birth, uni,
1: wherever. Go for it. Cool. I forgot to pack my bag, so I can't stay overnight tonight if this story goes for too long. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um, I think for me, I grew up with a father and a mother who absolutely love each other and bend over backwards to serve each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been something that I have always wanted to do in my life uh, with my wife. And also, I also grew up with a, with a dad who worked really, really long hours. And not because he wanted to, but because that was just how it was back then. Um, and one of the things that shapes how I make decisions is really how much time can I spend with my family, um, you know, and I guess beyond some people, you know, aspire towards having nice things. Mm. For me, it's, it's a win if you can shop for your groceries at, you know, eleven fifteen in the morning because no one else is there and you don't have to line up. Mm, you know, okay, yeah. that kind of shape. So right? the
0: freedom kind of yeah. that comes with running your own business. Yes, Okay, so maybe if we just backtrack a little bit then. Um, so prior to you starting Livable Loans, and we'll get to your new venture shortly, but why, like, how did you start running your own business?
1: Um, I started running my own business because I was bullied out of a job. So okay. long story short, I was part of... A, I was working in a bank. I worked for a manager that didn't want to uh, train me, only for me. She only wanted me to do whatever she wanted me to do, essentially. And then I got a job uh, for one of her competitors within the bank, uh, another manager in the area who was very keen on training and I knew that. And so I took his job instead. And so when when a restructure happened and that, that office closed down and I was placed back at the old office, which was her office, she decided to make my life hell. So um, I had to resign to protect myself um, mm-hmm. and decided from then on that, um. If I were to, if the ship that I, I was on with the sink, it's because I'm the captain and I didn't know how to sail the ship.
0: Mm. Not
1: because, you know, I was just on a ship with a really lousy captain. Mm.
0: Okay. Yeah. So when you started like mortgage brokering, mm-hmm. um, what, like what drew you to that particular, um, I guess, career?
1: I was, I was always in, in, in a service role, like in the front, you know, at the bank serving customers um, day in and day out. And I particularly enjoyed the fact that if you built a relationship and if you went into a conversation in detail understanding what people wanted to achieve short term and long term um, there was a lot of value to be added um, with a conversation around finance and mortgage brokering was that it was providing people with choice on how to pick the various products to get a house to get the next house to sell a house um, how to plan for getting a house? If let's mm. say you were wanting to get married and start a family, and understanding you know what kind of wiggle room you had, you know whilst you're on maternity leave versus if you were to go work overseas for a year or two. So yeah, it was it was a great conversation. It's a great way to get to know people, um, and and what they hope to achieve. Okay. Mm.
0: Yeah. And so you were doing that for almost about six, or well, would you say five years before you started? Um, the the beginnings of your new <laughs> business started. Five, 5 to 6 yeah. five, 5 to, to six? 6 okay yeah. and so how did maybe um, i'm sure everyone is very eager to hear what your new venture is mm-hmm. um but maybe yeah maybe tell us how that got started as well
1: so when we i'll probably go back to 2016 17, yep. when noah my, my 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 first was born um during maternity leave we actually decided to spend as much time as we could together. Um, I made it my goal to ensure that uh, my wife Jenny and I had, had time together, rather than do things the way most people do it, which is, you know, the wife's just at home, she's, she's dealing with the first two trimesters on her own, mm-hmm. um, and you know, everyone's working, coming back, and there's no time for each other. Mm-hmm. And so, being one of her love languages, being time, we did spend a lot of time together, but the, but the, um, the trade-off was that we didn't actually make as much money that year. So mm-hmm. we probably burnt through about $30,000 in savings that year and almost didn't pay our bills the first month she was back at work. Mm-hmm. So we fast forward to the beginning of last year where we found out we were pregnant with the second one, Serena, mm-hmm. who is three months old now. Um, and I started buying toys, Thomas trains, the like, and I said to and my And this wife,
0: was because Noah, your son, really likes correct, trains, right? Correct, correct. Yep. And I
1: just said to, her, I said to Jenny, hey, can I flip these things for profit? Um and at the at the very worst we'll have um you know a collection that's free, so to speak. But you know, if you buy and sell it, eventually what mm-hmm. you have is free. Um but it ended up growing because people in in the secondhand space, you know, if you buy something off Gumtree or whatever, they always say, you know, first invest rates, I'm not gonna hold it for you, I've been burned before. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know what, dear toys, kids kids want them. Mm-hmm. So um I would I have mums who'd say, Look, I can't pay you to my next paycheck, I'd say that's fine, I hold it for them. And, and I started having a bit of a following, mum started coming back, dad started coming back um, and it became a bit of a business mm. and so my wife and I um, ultimately agreed that with $2,000 you could spend it, but then eventually you'd have to sell it back down to buy more. Mm. Um, about a month or two in, it became quite profitable, we were turning over two to $3,000 a month and I said to her, I wonder if I can scale it up even more to replace your income so that when maternity leave starts, we don't actually have to use our savings anymore. Um, and yeah, so once baby came out, November and December hit, and we were doing thirteen thousand dollars in sales a month, November wow, and December. Nice. Um, and that was to us, you know, a signal that we were doing something right. Uh, that we weren't actually lucky. We were. Actually, we we knew there was a method to to the madness, so to speak. That's crap all over the house. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. It's it's. But we do need a warehouse at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but um, it just shows that um, you you can create something that that you you can pivot to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, to all my lone customers over the past year, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry that I've been distracted. Um, <laughs> the service was definitely not out to scratch. And that is part of the process, I guess, of trying to move from one thing to another. Mm. Um, but it's been great. Like the, 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 the customers who, who have become friends, um, most have understood. Um, they've wished me well. Um I've also had several brokers who've reached out and said, Hey, we'd love to look after your customers you got and why wouldn't they get your business? So um yeah, they, it's 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 been a pretty interesting transition but definitely a worthwhile one and now coaching people how to do it. Okay, yeah, excellent. Yeah, make a meaningful thousand to three, five thousand dollars a month. Okay, excellent. Mm-hmm.
0: So have you started your coaching business around yes, this? Oh fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what maybe tell us a little bit about um what does it mean? like to be coached by you now like what what kind of services are you giving to people
1: so the the main difference that i am looking to make is i've got um i've got you know anywhere from teenagers to to people who are semi retired um mums at home looking to return back to work but not sure how they're going to deal with the change um, essentially it's when we when we come down to it, being a financial broker in the past it's all about the dollars and when we when we talk about dollars essentially it's what dollar amount makes a difference to you on a monthly basis. For some people, it's, you know, I want to eventually make $10,000 a month, but today, $1,000 a month would make a huge difference. It would help me to sleep better at night. And it's really about helping people get that. So what I do is I take them through this process of looking for things to sell. Um, I like buying things that are secondhand. Uh, there's a reason why trash and treasure is, is a is a time-tested phrase, mm-hmm. um, because there are so many things that people have that that other people want. It's just that they don't know how to get it into their hands. They have mm-hmm. no idea how to market it. They have no idea where to obtain the right information, how to sell it. So my job really is to help people figure that out. It's figure out whether that toy you have in your, in your cupboard should remain closed for the next five years so that it doubles in value or whether the clothes you've got um, are actually worth something rather than sitting there not being worn. Um, Things like that, okay. essentially.
0: Okay. Hmm. All right. And do you have a name for your business or your business coaching at the Ooh.
1: moment? Or Is that
0: still a work in progress? Still a work in progress. Okay. All right. So by the time this uh, episodes go out, suggestions. We, yeah, we might we might be able <laughs> to um uh, put something at the end of this episode yes. uh, for you to connect with John. So just kind of as you know, like um our first season is kind of about addressing the different types of um areas in terms of wellness that mm-hmm. we um need to be able to kind of have in order to live well um or live life well so the main one that i wanted to cover with you today is how do you look after your social wellness given all the things that you have to do, so all the things that you've got to balance. So social wellness is really just like your relationships. How do you um, make sure you're investing time in your relationships so that you're not kind of neglecting them to say your business?
1: Mm. Well, the the thing that, ha- the, the mistakes I made in the, in the last year actually was in trying to bulldoze my way into proving the concept out for the reselling thing. Um, I committed to a lot of things that I couldn't deliver. Mm. Um, and eventually, it got to a point where I had to realize that I had no capacity anymore. Um, and, and that's probably the first thing I'd say, don't do. It's <laughs> don't. Uh, the idea is important and the idea will always be most valuable to you. Um, and, and if you are thinking about um, starting a business or if you are thinking about trying just anything new on the side, it, it, it does take time. and, and it, it's okay, And also learning that it, it's okay for you to say no to people. Mm -hmm. um yeah i actually didn't say no to a lot of people and now actually ended up having to apologize to a lot of people Mm. so that'd be the first thing yeah um and i think that but then on on, on the flip side part of the reason why i was getting um so many opportunities to say yes instead of no was also because um i am an open book very transparent whenever someone says i've got Uh, i've got a mortgage what do i do it's it's an open conversation there's no need for me to withhold information unless you give me money Mm -hmm. Uh, the same thing with the reselling the same thing with parenting the same thing with marriage the same thing with faith Um, so I'd, i'd say if you the best way to have an overlap is really to have a personal brand whereby if someone says if your name is david you know it's like david is someone who um always always gives me you know what he feels from his heart, it's, it's, it's transparent. It's not withheld because, you know, he thinks what he has is special. Okay. At the end of the day, give, give value. It, it it's said so often, but people don't ever, you know, dig into what that actually means.
0: Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. And then how do you balance like family life, like with, you know, family relationships as well in the midst of all of that?
1: I grew up, so I grew up, my dad, my dad being a banker in Malaysia, um, one of the things I admired about him was that a lot of his customers ended up being friends. Um, and, and what I noticed was that I would say to him, you know, don't, don't people try and keep work and family and, you know, friendship separate. Mm. And he said to me when I was going through one of my worst breakups in the past, Mm. he said, when someone says a relationship isn't working, usually either it isn't working or someone is telling the truth and someone is giving up. Mm. So, you know, you can't look at a car engine and say, um, this isn't working. And someone else says, yes, it is. Generally, it's either someone can't be fixing it. Mm. So, um, and he said, well, if, if you part ways, then it never, never reach uh, a common agreement. You'll never look, the, the person who gives up never looks the other person in the eye because they know deep down that they gave up mm. and they just wanted to quick, quick exit. So um, I think with family and business, um, it's all about that. It's about being transparent, but also being very upfront and saying, I can't do something, or I can do something, and the reason why is this. Mm. And letting letting the chips fall where they may, with without assuming where they may fall. Um, and yeah, that that that, and and that actually allows you to include your family a lot of the times. Uh, family actually is a great, um, what's the word for it? It's like that great common topic that you can share with a lot of people. Because
0: mm. um, everyone has a family. Correct. Correct. To
1: some extent. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Just but. try not to complain about your mother's too much, because I find. <laughs> Like when, when, you go, when you go down to it and you want to talk about parenting and you talk about family, oftentimes moms come out and mom, once again, I love you to bits. <laughs> it's not because we don't love our mothers, it's because mothers are just so integral to the way we do things, and oftentimes they shape our identities. And when we try and find our own, it's always in reflection to what we were trained to become initially, mm. and then trying to figure out what finding ourselves actually looks like. Yeah, and there's always that no comparison happening. Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. all right, let's. Um, I think that's a really good some really good tips there for mm-hmm. people um to think about. And just on a like a personal level, what helps you to thrive like and not just survive ev- in the everyday kind of sense?
1: Um, the the first thing was I actually met up with a I'm part of a networking group, it's called Fresh. And shout out, shout out freshies, freshies, and my, yeah. and this is how and this is how Amy and I started doing more business together. Yeah. Actually, it was because she invited me to Fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fresh I'll Networking. <laughs> yeah, fresh, fresh networking. It's a ring. It's a rainbow coloured logo. And you should check it out. We're all over the southeast of Melbourne, potentially looking to go interstate. Um, so we met with my life coach, and essentially the mantra I came up with for myself was that I am a tree and I will grow. And I think mm, okay. oftentimes, um, we we find ourselves in a position to grow. And the first thing we do is to, fix, is to, to worry about the people that we potentially may bring along for the ride. Um, it, could be, it could be parents, it could be your spouse, it could be your children, it could be your friends. Um, and suddenly, the thing that we look for is a bunch of yeses that we should go ahead. And then the confirmation bias kicks in, which essentially just means you look for people who tell you that what you're doing is right. And you ignore the people who tell you what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say that in order to thrive, you really need to allow yourself... To do the thing that you want to do um, and actually also take full responsibility for it, uh, because without testing you really don't know mm. um, and 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 it, it goes beyond just saying stuff you to everybody else in your life it it's really about um giving people the time to to i guess come along with you because oftentimes the the idea comes from within um and it's inspired by all the things that you take in um and we often don't give the people in our community, in our network, the grace and the patience to, to, to come around to an idea that literally has been, you know, nurturing itself within you for probably years. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'd say in order to thrive, uh, don't ignore the people that are around you, give them the grace and the patience to come along for the ride with you because you will meet them at some point down the line because you're only human. Uh, but at the same time, give yourself the freedom to, to test, to see what the feedback is. And actually, be humble enough to take a good outcome and also a bad outcome in Mm -hmm. in equal eating yeah yeah
0: yeah. okay no that's great advice um and then i i'm not sure if you covered this already but just in terms of say like when you come up with challenges um or things that uh you know were left of center um how do you kind of deal with those challenges and then how do you overcome yeah how do you overcome them um, and if you can think of a practical example or an yep, example, yep. that would be cool.
1: I'd say I'd say have have overarching um, overarching goals that you and the people that matter to you um, agree upon. So to give you an example, Jenny and myself, we every time we have an argument or, or, or something, or we, we, essentially when we run out of capacity and we find ourselves getting frustrated, you know, what each other is doing, um, we sit down and go, look, um, are we spending time with each other? Um are we jeopardizing the family financially? Are we contributing to it? Mm. Um is the thing that we're doing actually making progress? And most importantly, um is 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 it something that you know pleases God? Because being Christians we wanna have that in mind as well. Yeah. And just running things through that filter, really. Mm. And and sometimes it also means being humble enough to go, um, I'm doing it for my ego and I probably shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) or I can't really think of an exact example because I mean we've Mm. had so many things happen recently, you know, we've had Mm-hmm. Serena born just, you know, a few months back. We've mm-hmm. had, um, it's having to do with, you know, two kids at home now. We've had the new business, selling off the old business. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like it's just, I think when, when, when anything happens as that's transitionary, um, and I mean, I love change, right? I'm someone who loves change, loves seeing feedback, loves, you know, making new outcomes, seeing ideas come to life. And... For all for all the humor in the whole, I married someone who hates change. Someone who adapts to change when it's absolutely necessary yeah. and she's great at doing that. But throughout the way it's just like it's not natural. Once again, you're making me do this thing which is yeah. change, you know, and it's and it's um it's uncomfortable. Correct, yeah. correct. And and I think um we had a we had a, we had a family in our church that um was um, in business for longer than we were and they had a, they had a, a, a similarly structured marriage mm. where the husband was always ideas 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 mm. ideas and they're doing fantastic now but the wife still for all the money in the world still you know pays change mm. and one day um, he came to her with an idea and she said have you made a business plan and he goes well no the idea seems pretty self-explanatory and she goes nope still make a business plan and until then oh, we're not talking about it because mm. I, I don't have the capacity to talk about yeah. it so he went and made a business plan mm. came back with a bunch of mm-hmm. spreadsheets and she just went that doesn't look very profitable. And he goes, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because ever since then, whenever he comes with an idea, she needs a spreadsheet or they don't talk about it. And it's amazing. Some of you might go, that's a bit too much. It's a bit full on, you know, but, but really, I mean, if you go to anybody for funding, you know, if you, if you want to start a business, if you want to change jobs, you you, you, you make a proposal. Mm. So, um, why shouldn't, why shouldn't your special person, mm. the person you commit to spend the rest of your life with, mm. be entitled to one? Mm. So, yeah, just things like that. Yeah. Um, so, is that to... what you guys have done as well?
0: Yeah. You've done a business plan for your, yep. your new venture and yep. all the rest,
1: yep. Talk so, talk about transparency, have joint accounts, give give your spouse full transparency. Mm. Um, Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm. No, that's good. I think that's really helpful. Um and I like how you talked about, you know, if you're gonna go for funding, you would actually you, you know need you, a proposal. Ha- you, you have to like list it all. Many more
1: pages than your wife needs because I mean <laughs> when you go for for funding, you need something that's a lot more technical, more complex to satisfy every department in the company you're asking funding for. Yep. With your wife, she doesn't need all that stuff, she just needs the stuff that matters to her, which is generally just, you know, two or three pages. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah the numbers. All right. Um so we're kind of getting to the end of our interview, which has gone really quickly actually. Um and there is like a last the last question before we do a rapid Q&A um is what's your top tip for living life well?
1: My top tip for living life well, be on the same page with your wife.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Because the hardest and that's part of the coaching that I do yep. as well, it's that you um I had a um, uh, I had a twenty-year-old that I spoke to two days ago, and and he wanted to 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 do a business with with one product, um, that was drop shipped. And I essentially, I said to him, your mother your mother's concern is not that you don't know how to find a good product, is that you don't know how to run a business out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the artist who who paints really well, and when people don't agree what he's doing, he goes. But my art is my. You know, it's not about the art. It's the fact that we don't think you can make a make a living out of it. Mm. So, so I said to him, at the end of the day, you need to understand what you're doing. If not, you can never explain it to the person you're seeing every day, and home starts to be a little bit drag. When yeah. you go home, it's like, you know, how's it going? And if you say people, if you, I said to him, if you give your mom time, if you start spending more time with her, she'll love that. If you have more money, you can pay for board and say for a house. Your mom will love that. Mm. But if she asks you, how's it going? And all you say is, well, I guess people like the product, doesn't really inspire confidence compared mm. to if he said. People like this product because they don't can't find it in the shop. My shop's better. I offer this a level of service. I ship at this time. And if you understand what you're doing and I can explain it to the person you live with at home and be on the same page, you enjoy the benefits of being home, mm. you know? And most people ignore that. They think that it's all about the money when it's not. Yeah. So not even about the progress for the matter. You can make progress, make money. But if you can't justify it to the people at home and they understand what you're doing, mm. they'll constantly be concerned for you and you never enjoy being, being there. Yep. So I think that's really important. It's about understanding that that whatever success you have, to be able to articulate it beyond luck, that it is a, a method to the ones that are important to you. That way you can enjoy being at home with them.
0: Very good advice. Mm. Okay. Um, all right. So we're down to our rapid fire questions. So these are questions that John has not seen. I have no idea. All. So I just wanted, uh, basically with this segment is really just Tell me the first thing that comes to mind right. like With when you come, when I ask you these questions. Potato okay? chips. Okay. No, we haven't started yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What are you reading or listening to at the moment? All
1: right. What am I reading or listening to at the moment? Uh, I don't read, to be honest. Okay. I just, have, pod, I just have a bunch of podcasts running. Okay. Favorite podcast.
0: What are you listening to?
1: Uh, one of my favorites is the... Oh, small business, big marketing one by okay. a guy called Timboa Reed. Okay. Love it. Yep. Um, yeah, just lots of marketing gold nuggets. If you're wanting to get into a business and wanting to figure out how to get money and get products to customers, great podcast to start with.
0: Okay, awesome. Um, what's your favorite quote, if you have one?
1: My favorite quote is, e... know the difference between what you can control and what you can and what you can only influence and draw a very firm line between them. Okay. And Stick on the control side.
0: Okay, cool. That's
1: it. That's all. Who? who? Oh, your dad. Oh,
0: you're quoting your dad. That's so good. All right. What's your favorite pastime?
1: My favorite pastime. Yeah. What do you love doing? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Ooh, my favorite pastime is is is. When my son's face is literally like five centimeters from mine, and we're having a bit of a giggle together, it's like. I tried to articulate the other day to my wife. I said. you know, babies are cute until their bodies grow into their heads.
0: Okay. Because
1: yeah. they, they, come, they come out with like little Funko Pops, right? They're like massive round heads and like really, really <laughs> okay. out of proportion small yep. bodies. But then when they become like three and a half, their body's like growing we bigger. Yep. So when he's five and a half centimeters from my face at the moment, he's three and a half. He's, he reminds me of when he was first born, except except he now can talk. Yep. He now can smirk. His <laughs> facial expressions is the cutest thing. It's, it's an amazing bonding experience. Okay. So, yes.
0: so just bonding with your, with your son.
1: From five, five, For, centimeters, from five from seven, centimeters. From five centimeters. Away. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, all when, right. when I can't see the rest of his body.
0: Okay, all right. <laughs> um, favorite place in the world?
1: Ooh, in bed with Jenny. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. It's a comfortable... It, it has to, okay, fine, fine. Our current bit, because it's also a really comfortable yep. bit, um. It's for all of you listeners. It's clothes on. It's just <laughs> yeah. cuddles. It's warm. It's it's safe. Right? It's safe yeah. and it's comfortable. Yeah. If, if it was a different mattress, it'd be a different style. Okay. What mattress are you using? <laughs> I have no idea. It was given to us by my in-laws. Okay.
0: Um. Who are amazing. Okay, that's yeah. so good. All right. Final question, which is not here, but. Favourite ice cream flavour, you know, because everyone, Ooh. if you like ice cream, I'm pretty Favorite sure Favourite ice
1: do. cream flavour is pistachio. Oh,
0: me too, I like that. Also because it's, always in,
1: also because it's always in stock. Yeah. okay. Because no one else seems to like it, which is really strange. Like, why don't people like pistachio? Try pistachio.
0: Okay, all right. That's the last word from John. Try pistachio, guys. Okay. Love Thank- your wife and try pistachio. <laughs> yeah, very good. All right. Well, we're going to have to end it there. Thank you so much, John. It was really insightful, hopefully for all the listeners as well. Um, and, yeah, because we're not sure yet of your business name. But uh, are there any ways people can contact you right now uh, if they do want to get in touch with you for coaching? Um
1: We'll tell you in an update. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. We'll <laughs> tell you. We'll tell you
0: when this gets released. Okay. Yep. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks, Amy. Hope you enjoyed. It. Now, wasn't that such an amazing episode, everyone? I hope you enjoyed that chat, and I can now tell you that since we recorded that podcast episode uh, John has actually started uh, or given a name to his reselling coaching business it's called the meaningful hustle and I'm just scrolling through a LinkedIn at the moment for this information but uh, his uh, little tagline um, is that he shows or John shows people how to make a meaningful one to five K per month on the side and the really cool thing is that since our conversation, the last time I checked, John said that he was making uh, five figures. So yes, yeah. so I think in the $10,000 range per month, something like that, which is just ridiculously amazing. Um, and I'm so excited for him in that space. So he is definitely someone you would want to get connected further with. And I think the best way is via LinkedIn, which I will leave his, um, I guess, LinkedIn link in this show in the show notes for this uh, episode. But the really awesome thing is that since it has been a while, um, Well, since I had this chat with John that you're hearing on this episode, we thought it'd be really cool to just actually have a follow-up conversation to see how he's been since we recorded that interview. And this is where the exciting announcement is. We have just started a Facebook group community page so that we can continue the conversations that we have here on the podcast with our guests and also just so you can connect with other people who are interested in these types of topics as well. So we're going to leave the link here in the show notes and you'll get an opportunity to join over there. So I do hope you'll join us and I'll see you either on that Facebook group page or in the next episode. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It was my joy and delight to bring it to you. And I do hope that you are excited as I am about this journey of discovering what it means to live life well. I would love to hear your feedback on the episode and what you're looking forward to. So please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to this podcast. I would also love to extend an invitation to join our Instagram community where you can get some behind the scenes of how we record this podcast, have further opportunities to engage in the content we share and also meet like-minded individuals on their quest to live life well. You can find and follow us on Instagram with the handle Well underscore the podcast and you can find what's happening with my small business over on Instagram as well with the handle art.by.aims. Thanks again for joining and see you in the next episode.